You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming to you live on tape via digital format from the city of Edmond in the great state of Oklahoma, just north of Oklahoma City, by the way. We are the Locked on Thunder podcast, and I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. And I can't thank you enough for making me a part of your day. On today's podcast, we will continue to talk about the Carmelo Anthony trade possibilities. There was a rumor out there, or is a rumor out there, a report, whatever you want to call it, that the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Nets are possibly talking about dealing Carmelo Anthony or the Thunder's talking about dealing Carmelo Anthony to the Nets in exchange for Jeremy Lin. However, I wouldn't bite on that too much. And I'll tell you why coming up in segment number one, why it won't necessarily work for, for either team to try and pull this trade off. And we'll talk about, again, the difficulties of getting rid of Carmelo Anthony and ultimately what it means for the Oklahoma City Thunder. In segment two, Adam Silver's trying to take all the fun out of NBA free agency. If you haven't heard the latest, Adam Silver wants the wants free agency to not start at midnight. And I hate this idea. I absolutely cannot believe Adam Silver is even remotely thinking of this. And I'll tell you why coming up in segment two. And then finally in segment three, the window is now open for the NBA to become America's passion and become America's number one sport. What will it take for that to happen? Well, the NFL is certainly not helping its cause. How the NBA can capitalize on the issues that the NFL is suffering right now. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, your host. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while and maybe be doing it again. That's all I'll say about that. I I want to keep throwing that teaser out there every day to keep you interested. And then maybe, just maybe, somebody will ask me on Twitter about what's going on. And then as the days go on, I reveal more. Or not, I mean, I could be just jinxing what may happen. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway, did a lot of Thunder post games, a lot of Thunder pregames, or some Thunder pregames. I'm a credential member of the media. I've been covering this team for five years, and I've had the opportunity to work with several athletes who played at the highest professional level. And I believe that that gives me somewhat of a unique perspective. Also, I'm a fan. I bleed orange and blue. I was a New York Knicks fan for a long time, but I'm from the state of Oklahoma, and when the Oklahoma City got the thunder, I immediately changed my allegiance, because how can you not root for your home state? But I still do have somewhat of a childhood crush on the Knicks. So now that you know everything about me and know that I also work for Thunder Digest, mad shout out to them, let's get started with the podcast today. And After yesterday's podcast, I got a tweet asking me if this had actually been done, if the podcast had been done after Carmelo Anthony waived his no-trade clause. And I've asked about that, and I've heard that he's waived his no-trade clause. I've also read that Carmelo Anthony would still need to waive his no-trade clause. And essentially what this boils down to, and let me thank the person who uh, sent me out that tweet Um, So there's a couple of people I need to thank today as I scroll through my tweets. Kevin Robinson. uh, Kevin Robertson, thank you so much for tweeting me and asking me that question. Essentially, Carmelo Anthony would still have to waive his no-trade clause for a trade to get done. 
but there's that at least that feeling that there's an agreement between he and the Thunder that Carmelo Anthony's going to do it with the understanding that if he's traded to a team that he doesn't want to play for they'll turn around and automatically waive him and pay his $28 million salary. And the Thunder saying, hey, look, you want out of here. This will make it easier for us. This could benefit us. They waive you. You ultimately get to go play where you want, which as the days go on, sounds more and more like the Houston Rockets. Still, in order for that to happen, and this is why this is really hanging over this team and most likely will until August 31st, is you have to find a trading partner. You have to find somebody that's willing to take on Carmelo Anthony's salary for a year, be willing to dump him, and you have to, as Jason Winthorst put it, take on a toxic access asset yourself. And one of the examples of a toxic asset that has come up is Jeremy Lin. Good old Insanity, who's played a whopping 37 games in the last two years and is suffering from some injury issues. but And this is according to uh, SB Nation and the website is Nets Daily. So I have to think that these guys are pretty plugged in to the Nets. Of course, I think most people listening to this would think I'm plugged into the Thunder, which I actually am. I am. Even if I don't understand everything about salary caps and trades and fitting everything in the CBA, I'm still pretty plugged into this team. So I'll, I'll say that. I'll just myself here for a bit but now back to Carmelo Anthony here's the reason why we all need to tap the brakes on this trade and while why most likely it's not going to work one it doesn't match up with the current CBA and this is according to Nets Daily two Oklahoma City doesn't have a first round pick until 2021 and the Nets according to this report from a guy who used to work for the New York Daily, and Mitch Lawrence is his name. The Nets want draft picks. Well, the Thunder doesn't have a first-round draft pick till 2021, and they don't have a second-rounder next year. Plus, if you buy out Carmelo Anthony, the Nets would have $45 million in dead money. And they've already bought out Dwight Howard this year. And it certainly limits what they could do. And the Nets, I guess, essentially would be buying Carmelo Anthony saying, look, we're going to suck this year. We'll get rid of Jeremy Lin. And we'll just hope to be better in the upcoming seasons. For the Thunder, you get Jeremy Lin back at a much cheaper rate than than what you get Carmelo Anthony. But the problem is, is with Jeremy Lin, the Thunder, A, don't need him. So you're not necessarily getting back a piece you can use because you've already got a backup point guard in Raymond Felton, then I I don't know. I mean, do you, do you carry three point guards on the team? Do you see Jeremy Lin working out in some other position coming off the bench? Plus, Jeremy Lin, with all the injury problems, you can't really use him, so you're just getting him to waive him. I don't see this. Just based on what I'm reading here, I don't see this really working out for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then you start turning to team like teams like the Hawks, like the Kings... Um, that that may have assets that that they want to trade and then you could make something work out. But it's all about finding that dancing partner and that may be very difficult for the Oklahoma City Thunder to do. You could try and trade with the Rockets as been suggested here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you get out there and you trade with the Rockets, okay, you trade with the Rockets and let's say you take a guy like 
Randy Renner and I were discussing, take a guy like Ryan Anderson, which I'm all for because, one, he can't hurt you anymore. And for some reason, Ryan Anderson seems to always have his best games against the Oklahoma City Thunder, although I have no numbers to back them up. It just looks like that whenever we watch him play. Still, you could take him on. He doesn't seem to perform that well against anyone else. And even though he's not hurting you, he's also not hurting any other team on the NBA. And I think Ryan Anderson's making close to $20 million or whatever he's making. It's probably way too much to pay. And you're still paying a very high luxury tax. So ultimately, if you're the Rockets, is that deal worth it to you? Yes, if you can get rid of Ryan Anderson, I think it would be worth it to you to get Carmelo Anthony and pay him $28 million a year because the Rockets seem to covet him. But is that a deal that the Oklahoma City Thunder want to make? And even if they don't want to make it, they may be forced to make it. And it just... You're still sort of hamstrung. And I guess at that point, maybe you wave and stretch Ryan Anderson if you're doing it before that August 31st deadline. That's why there's just no easy answers on this thing. And no matter what decision you make, it seems that it's going to hurt you in the end. And if I'm trading with the Oklahoma City Thunder, if I'm the Nets, the Kings, or anyone else, yeah, you're going to take an asset that I don't want. You're going to take something off my hands because I feel like I'm helping you out. You want to get rid of him. You want to shed that $28 million salary and get that luxury tax bill down. And you're also getting rid of a player that you didn't think worked in your system. Okay, all that's fine and well, but you've got to help me out by taking somebody off my hands too. It just, it's it's a tough deal. That's why I think the wave and stretch ends up becoming the option that the Thunder are just going to have to take with Carmelo Anthony. And if you're the Houston Rockets, you decide that if you're Daryl Morey, you sit back, are you going to let that happen or are you going to jump? And maybe what this deal simply comes down to, as I'm sort of rambling on here, is does Daryl Morey get nervous? Do rumors start getting out there and circulating that Carmelo Anthony would like to play more with LeBron James or play alongside Dwayne Wade and be a part of the Miami Heat more. And if those rumors heating up, then maybe you see the Rockets panic. But Daryl Morey, very savvy GM in his own right, just like Sam Presti, doesn't tend to make panic moves. So Carmelo Anthony, my opinion, still stays the same from yesterday as I think the Thunder will ultimately wave and stretch out his contract and that he ends up with the Houston Rockets and then Carmelo Anthony goes on his revenge tour and not only makes the Thunder pay, but everybody else in the Western Conference. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, your host. Coming up next, Adam Silver might just be the second best GM in all of sports, but he may ruin one of the most fun things that is happening in the NBA and take away one of our most fun nights. We'll tell you all about that next. I would ask you that if you like what you listen to, please support us at LockedOnThunder.com. And I've never done this before. Because in radio, you can't ask people to do certain things. So, But on a podcast, I can ask you to uh, give us a five-star rating on on. Apple iTunes. So if you would do that, I just I feel weird. I just think that if you like us, that you should be passionate and feel moved enough to do it. But hey, I'll throw out that pitch this time. 
rate us high on Apple. And always, always, we love feedback at uh, G-E-E-H-S-O. Any feedback we get, good, bad, constructive criticism, we're all good for it. And a couple of shout-outs I want to give. Again, Kevin Robertson for listening every day. I want to thank Brittany for uh, listening and sending me the tweet about Carmelo Anthony. And uh, I think Brittany's a big Oklahoma State fan. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, I think she's a big Oklahoma State fan based on what her um, Twitter address says. And Jennings, who listens to us every day in New Zealand on his way to work as uh, other as he listens to other Thunder podcasts as well. And Jennings, I want to thank you for listening to us down there in New Zealand. I assume you're a big Steven Adams fan, but hey, you listen... Tweet me. I'll give you a shout-out, and I want to make this podcast. My goal is to make it a lot more interactive here over the next few months. All right, I've droned on long enough to tell you that Adam Silver is about to make one of the biggest mistakes of his tenure as NBA commissioner. And this is, this is, a, this is a big one. This, this, to me, is an unforgivable sin. And Adam... Adam Silver wants to move when free agency starts. He doesn't want it to start at midnight Eastern time anymore. Um, he wants it to start at midnight on the East Coast. Or does not want it to start at midnight on the East Coast anymore. And here's what I would tell Adam Silver. Don't fix what's bro- don't don't fix what's not broken. And maybe you want guys to get a good night's sleep. Maybe you want fans to get up and you and you would feel much better if all this news was breaking from, say, 8 o'clock Eastern time to midnight Eastern time the next day. Maybe you'd feel better about that. But think about that night that Paul George announced that he was coming back to Oklahoma City. And then how quickly the LeBron James thing came together. One, not all free agents have deals done at midnight. But when they do and the dominoes start to fall, it's as much fun, if not more fun, than what goes on during college signing day. And college signing day is starting to lose a little of its luster as well. While I think it's great for college football to have two signing periods and have that early December signing period so kids can get it out of the way and protect themselves from getting a scholarship pulled, and at the same time, programs can protect themselves from somebody coming along and snatching a kid at, at the last minute, it's taken some of the luster off the, the February signing day because now you've got two and split your time, and if all the big fish sign in December, they're not signing in February, and you can kind of ho-hum go about your day and catch everything on Twitter. I loved what happened with Paul George. I loved what happened not only with Paul George, but everything that followed suit after that. And you're up late at night and social media was going nuts. And everybody's high-fiving and feeling the euphoria of what's next for the Oklahoma City Thunder or whatever whatever NBA team you do root for. And it's the one thing about the NBA is it's free agency right now. The NBA free agency is the number one free agency in all of sports. The NFL, you don't really see the big names move. In Major League Baseball, because baseball has been so challenged rating-wise and interest-wise over the last few years, and it's doing more 
to get people back. And and look, I still love Major League Baseball. It just, it, it doesn't, as big a deal as it's going to be when a guy like Manny Machado moves and gets traded, and I guess there's talk about him going to the going to the Yankees or the Yankees are making a deal for him, which I'm not exactly thrilled for, depending on what they may have to give up to get him. But the NBA, when a guy like LeBron James moves, it sends shockwaves not only through NBA fans, but through the entire sports world that cannot be matched right now. Even Paul George staying in Oklahoma City was an earth-moving type event. And it just seems that the NBA has has figured it out. They've captured America by being a year-round sport like everything else is now. And free agency is one of the best ways to market it. And if you're not up at 11 o'clock Central Time to hear all the news and you get up the next morning, you've got a, you've got a great morning ahead of you. And it's awesome. And you still have that feeling. But that late night, that anticipation, when you had... You had America in the palm of your hand at 11 o'clock on the last day of June, Central Time. Don't screw that up, Adam. Leave it exactly where it is now. Let us have this moment and just let things go about their business. Plus, I think it's really cool to hear about these midnight meetings that Billy Donovan was on with guys like Nerlens Noel. It has this almost clandestine feeling to it like you're reading a Tom Clancy novel. Or you're watching the series, Jack Ryan. Again, another reference to Tom Clancy. So, Adam Silver, don't screw that up. Leave free agency just as it is. Coming up next, there is a major window open for the NBA to be America's number one sport. I'll tell you why that is. Coming up next. I would encourage you that if you like what you hear here, check out all the other Locked On podcasts we have at LockedOnSports.com. We've got you covered For the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, it's all right here at LockedOnSports.com. The NBA has a window right now to become America's passion and overtake the NFL. And it simply has to do with this, domestic violence. LaShawn McCoy, the accusations against him, which at this point, they are just accusations and allegations, that he may have had somebody beat up his ex-girlfriend. The more stories that come out like this about NFL players are going to turn people off from watching the sport of football. Now, you will have your diehards who will always watch no matter what. And you will have your diehards even here in the state of Oklahoma that defended a kid like Joe Mixon who punched a girl half his size and broke her face in five different places. Those fans are still going to exist. But in more common America, and I'd like to think that this doesn't necessarily have to do with the kneeling down of the national anthem, but there have been those and the numbers have suggested that that has turned people off. The less issues the NBA has and the more people feel queasy about supporting guys who have committed domestic violence or been accused of domestic violence gives the NBA an opportunity to overtake the NFL where people feel a lot more comfortable watching them. It's not fair to every NFL player to be lumped in with the guys that commit these crimes. And no, it's not even half of the NFL, and I don't even think it's a quarter of the NFL that have been accused of these crimes or convicted of these crimes. But there is also public perception. 
And a lot of times perception is reality, at least in the at least in the mind of the consumer. And if the perception is these guys are a bunch of women beaters, but people in the NBA aren't, or people in in soccer aren't, then you are start going to see the numbers elevate for both those sports. The challenges that the NBA faces, even though the NFL does enough to really shoot itself in its foot with a lot of its policy, and and let's face it, the NFL slow played domestic violence. And that's being kind to Roger Goodell. He's been terrible on domestic violence. And you've got the whole concussion thing. Pile one issue on top of the other. The challenge that every other sport in this country faces is that for the most part, they're everyday sports. And the average sports fan feels like they have to invest more time in these sports to watch them and feel like they know what's going on versus the NFL where you can just sit aside one time a week. There's still, though, for a lot of people, and and I can only remember, the last, and I looked it up today, the last domestic violence issue I saw with the NBA happened in 2014. Guy got suspended for 24 games, which in the NBA, to me, that doesn't, in an 82-game season, 24 doesn't seem to be all that much. But every other sport seems to have a handle on this, and you just don't hear about the issues. And if that remains the case, and people feel like the NFL players aren't exactly the type of guy aren't exactly the type of guys that are role models for their kids then I think you will start to see more America turn away from it. I will say this. I like I love football and I am not an anti-football guy by any stretch of the imagination and I realize that there are other sports that you can get concussions and my son plays football and I hope that football continues to thrive. But I will say this, you look at the fan base of the NBA and you look at the fan base of the NFL and if I've got a choice, taking my kids to an NBA game for the night or an NFL game for the night, I'm always going to choose the NBA game because you just don't have the kind of issues in the stands that you do with the NFL. It just seems to be a much more calm, subdued crowd because you don't have people, a lot of it has to do with, it's simply just because the sport of the NFL is so violent. And we as Americans like violence. Colin Cowherd may cringe at that, but dude, it's true. And I admit it. One of my favorite things about the NFL is watching a guy get laid out. I also know that that is becoming more and more of a minority. And that people are becoming a lot less like what I am when I sit down to watch that sport. So I don't know if I've done as good a job as I wanted to articulating this point. But I will say this, if if the NBA ever wanted to become America's number one sport, now's the time to do it, now's the time to pounce. And you don't have to, as Adam Silver, need to point out all the issues with the NFL. In fact, that's the worst thing you can do. You don't sit there and point fingers because ultimately when that happens, that's when things come back to bite you in the butt. But if you just continue about your business, as you are, and realize that the NBA is about as perfect as it can get right now, and just keep any time that there is an off-the-court issue, and it's something like a situation like LaShawn McCoy, you handle it instantly, you show contrition on behalf of your league, and you issue out swift punishment, you're going to endear yourself to a lot of Americans. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, continue to listen. 
at LockedOnThunder.com and continue to give us your feedback at G-E-E-H-S-O. And until tomorrow, everyone love everybody, or everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.